I rip another page from the book. I tear it out, right out. The paper is tissue thin and edged with gold. It flutters in my hand like a tiny bird, desperate to escape. I let it go and watch it fly up into the clear blue sky. I rip out another and another. The pages soar and tumble across cow-scattered fields into the haze above the silver-blue sea. Oi! Cara! I look down. Jake's pink face is squinting up at me against the glare of sun. Ethan's standing next to him, trying to find finger holds in the granite blocks of the wall. He jumps to pull me off, but I pull my legs up out of reach. The wall's too high. I'm safe up here. Cara two planks, yells Jake. Teacher's looking for you. I run my finger along the rough leather binding of the book. It's heavy in my lap. The hard edges dig into my skin. I rip out another page and set it free, soaring upwards, skywards. You're in big trouble, Cara Two Planks, shouts Jake. That Bible is school property. You'll be sent to hell for that. She won't get there, though, calls Ethan. She won't be able to read the signs. Jake laughs. Learn to spell your name yet, Cara. K-A-R-A-W-O-O-D. Cara thick as two planks of wood. I've heard all this before, a thousand times. I turn my back on them and look down to the footpath on the far side of the wall. It runs one way to the coast path along the cliffs, and the other down steps tangled with nettles and bindweed to the harbour in the town below. What I want to know, says Ethan, is Cara Wood as thick as her dad? My mum says, confides Jake, that Cara's dad lost his last job because he couldn't write his own name. Ethan sniggers. I spin round and glare at them. Shut up about my dad. But Jake's not finished. I heard your mum had to write his name for him. Isn't that right, Cara? My eyes burn hot with tears. Who writes his name for him now, Cara? I blink hard and turn back to the sea. The waves out there are tipped with white. I feel the hot sun on my face. I mustn't cry. I won't let them see me cry. If I ignore them, they'll go away, like they always do. The sea breeze is damp and salty. It catches the white cotton of my shirt and billows it out like a spinnaker sail. I close my eyes and imagine I am sailing across an endless sea. A wide blue ocean with nothing else around me but the sun and wind and sky. Oi, Cara! Jake's still there. It's a shame about the Merry Mermaid, he shouts. If Jake knows about the Merry Mermaid, 
than everyone does. I turn round to look at him. A few other children from class are watching us from a distance. Chloe and Ella are both looking this way from under the deep shade of the horse chestnut tree. Adam has stopped his game, his football clutched against his chest. Still, Jake says, it never was much of a pub. It'll make a great holiday home for someone. A rich Londoner, probably. I heard the food was terrible. Jake knows my dad works in the kitchens of the Merry Mermaid. He knows he'll have no job and no money to live on when it closes at the end of the summer. Jake would love it if we had to move from Cornwall. Maybe your dad can come back and work for mine on our trawlers, says Jake.